Ted and Michael back for a shot of Business Central and a beer. Uh, it is the December month, and uh, the holidays have passed for us. Did you have a good holiday, Ken? I did. I'm still having good holidays. Still having good holidays. Yes. New Year's is upon us. So. Yeah, you got to just <laughs> let it roll. Keep it, keep it rolling. You do, you do. Uh, today we're drinking a lunar <laughs> type of a beer. <laughs> Super lunar. Super lunar, yeah. A heaven-sent beer. Um, I would pronounce it Elizen Space Dust. I think Ken corrected me and said it's a lesion. I just said that's how I would pronounce it. That's how he would I pronounce it. I, I don't know if that's correct. What does Elijah mean? Uh, of or relating to the characteristics of heaven or paradise. Oh, divine. Nice. Yeah. I'll tell you what. This beer is divine in one way, is that it hides the 8.2% alcohol content in the beer. Agreed. Very well, yeah. So... Like I said, we're, we're, we're drinking Elysian Space Dust, which is an IPA. Just a quick background, uh, the Elysian Brewing Company is known for variety. It's brewed over 350 craft beers, has been opened on Capitol Hill in Washington since 1996. So, it's kind of a step out of our, our normal Chicago area brewing beers. We're going nationwide now. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's, it's, I think it's delicious. Um, although it's right in my wheelhouse, IPA. So I thank you for that, for selecting uh, an IPA uh, this this year, the, no this, this month. Um, but I think it's very good. And um, I was just looking at some of the reviews. But but the first thing is obviously what you said, which is eight point two percent. I I would have guessed six. Yes. Maybe six and a half yeah. tops. Does not taste like a um, heavy alcohol. It's very beer. good. It's smooth. Um, but you know, I always I, I go in and I was looking at some of the uh, the ratings on it, uh, on on Beer Advocate, like I like I like to do, and the average is a four point oh nine out of five, which is a relatively high ranking compared to some of the other ones that we've looked at. Um, but I just I, some of these are just hysterical. Uh, this this person obviously is not a fan of the beer. Um, and, and he starts with, or she starts with, I'm not sure. What's the rating, though? 1.59. Oh. <laughs> not 1.5. Not 1.59. Um, I don't want to sit here and rag on a beer for 45 minutes, so I'm going to try to make this quick. And then 45 minutes later, they wrap up. Um, and, and, and we're not a big fan. Even, even after it was in the fridge for a long time, it didn't taste cold to them. Yeah. I mean, what does that mean? I don't know. Maybe I checked the fridge. Maybe you <laughs> have not a working. bias <laughs> against this beer for some reason. <laughs> cold is cold, is it not? Yeah. Um, and then my other favorite one is that they finished with, well, let me tell you about some of my favorite beers. Blue Moon, after, you know, badger, bad-mouthing, yeah. uh, mass-produced beers. Right. Um, and Blue Moon's not too far off from this type a of wheat. beer. It's a wheat. Yeah. I mean, like, Still a light beer, though, nothing. Know, so I, who knows? But on the other on the other side of the spectrum, a lot of fans of it too. Um, one one says uh, a beautiful IPA finish, great IPA overall. This might be my favorite beer yet. Wow! So um, that's crazy. I I would put it at as as, as I think four point oh nine for a rating, right right around. They're giving it what ninety one out of a hundred. I don't know if I'd go that high, but it's it's definitely really good. Um, smooth tasting. Yeah. I like it. I, I would imagine you really like it. I do. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm enjoying it, yeah. 
This other guy says, this IPA is absolutely outstanding. You don't even notice the high alcohol content, to your point. Amen. So, and, and then, <laughs> this is my favorite, my favorite. So, you know, if you go to your local gas station, it's usually only a little over $2 per can. What? <laughs> You it's buy great. your beer at the local gas station. Local yeah. gas station? I didn't know they sold craft beers against <laughs> the local gas station. Maybe they do. I guess. Hey. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely pretty good. I mean, you know what though? It's it's to me, it's like a normal tasting beer. Nothing nothing crazy. Um, yeah. You know, it's just a good beer. I agree. Can't say anything bad. All right, we'll review a little bit later with uh, the beers, unless you got anything else you want to mention about it. No. Ready to roll. Let's get into the shot of Business Central this week then. So, <clears throat> it's December. We've had a uh, you know, a bunch of updates and in, in, in rollouts in the past and whatnot. I think last month there was a minor, major update is what we called it. This month they have the... A, mi- a major, minor update. Yeah, major, minor update, right, yeah. <laughs> Ken coined that phrase. This month, there is a minor update 17.2 for Microsoft Dynamics, Business Central. Can we call this one a minor, minor? I would, yeah, I would call this a minor, minor, yes. This is definitely a minor, minor update. <laughs> Not too much. Uh, you know, just basically increasing load time, speed time, stuff like that. Did you notice anything worthwhile in the update notes? Not for a typical end user. No, it's a lot of some behind-the-scenes stuff, some application insights and telemetry updates that they're doing. Um, so on some of the features and functionality, especially regarding uh, data storage and background processes yeah. and things like that. So I would have to say out of all the updates that we've, we've actually covered, this, this month is probably one of the ones that has the least amount, huh? Yeah, yeah. Definitely a yeah. minor one. Although, although last month's update... Uh, I think they were they were due for yeah. a, a nice, easy, smooth, quick, little, easy right, update. Right. I mean, last month was it was huge. Complete opposite of the spectrum. Yeah, there is another update though, uh, which is the mobile update, which Ken found. You want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I think um, you know it was just kind of in the seventeen point two um, updates. There's a section you know if you were to go in and, and look at the details of of the seventeen point two update. Um, it's just a note. It says there's a small update for the Business Central mobile app. And um, it, it, it just has to do with um, some added languages and some fixes yeah. that they've done to the app. But I think for, we, you know, it's a good point for us to just remind people that the app uh, for Business Central you know, it does work across multiple versions. Mm-hmm. So people use the app. And you may forget that you, you do need to update your app right. occasionally. Um, and if you're using, like I have an iPhone, yeah. so on my iPhone, if I go into um, apps and go into updates, I actually see right now that I, I need to apply, I have one new update for Business Central. Yeah. Um, and, and it says this, it was on December 17th, I think, is, gotcha. when, it, is when it published it to my phone. Yeah. So I, I haven't applied that app. And, and I don't know how many people regularly go into their phone or their tablet and and apply all the updates to all the apps that are out there probably not too many there is a setting though that i know what i have a turned on where you can do automatic updates mm-hmm. so where as soon as the update comes out it automatically updates yeah you know the app so it seems like i i usually wait till i see that that little number that shows on my apps icon hits like 30 <laughs> and and then i go and i hit update all you want to make sure everything's working before you 
you don't want to be the the, the, the person right. gets out there and does it the first time and it, it crashes on you. Yeah, but I think if you're not doing those updates, it's just be aware. You know, over time you you may encounter an issue, and <clears throat> simple solution is just go yeah. go grab the up most current version. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that exactly. Over time, you're you're somewhere along the line, you're definitely going to encounter an issue if you don't update update your apps. Yep. So that's our public service announcement. <laughs> it's probably a good way to close out this section too. I've got nothing else for uh, Business Central updates. Do you? Yep. That's it. That's it for this month. I think um, you know we're 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 seeing um, I, the only other kind of note, not really an update, but just kind of maybe a more of a progress report is um, uh, 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 several months ago, Microsoft released a plan where if you're on running on-premise and you're on the annual enhancement plan, there's a new program where you can move to a monthly, mm-hmm. um, monthly instead of an annual payment, yeah. you can kind of move to the Business Central cloud pricing and right. pay monthly. Yeah. And we have had some pretty some good traction recently on that. Yeah, with uh, a lot of our a lot of our clients are taking advantage of that, which mm-hmm. is basically instead of paying once a year the full amount, you just effectively you're 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 purchasing a cloud subscription, mm-hmm. and you're paying for that cloud subscription for twelve months. Right. Uh, yeah. So also of 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 noteworthy is you're getting discounted Business Central users as well. So you can, in turn, actually go and have Business Central while you're still running Nav on-premise and actually try it out if you wanted to. Right. So I think it's, I think believe it's, it's $40 for one uh, premium user. Yeah, it's a significant is. discount. I think it's 28 don't hold me to it, I think it's 28 for the Essentials user. So you're getting more users for your for your dollar too. So if you're, if you're planning on switching to the cloud, right. now's the time to get in, no doubt about it. And, and even if you're not, this is there's a promotional period after uh, it's up to a three year plan, and and then at the end you can revert back to the original plan if if you don't right if right or or I'm sure who knows what's going to happen in three years from now yeah right so um, but but it's 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 a, there's there's value in the plan right a, additional discount yeah if you move to it you can play around with Business Central um, but you still have your current. Mm. Benefits on your current version. Right. It's basically just like you're. You have the opportunity to pay monthly instead of annually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And me personally, I see no downside to taking advantage of it. I think everybody should take advantage of it. Right. And yeah. and I hope maybe the, you know the the, the state governments aren't listening to us right now. <laughs> but the other thing that's interesting is within our state, um, you know, an, an annual enhancement plan because it it entitled it's it's a it's, a, it's an agreement that entitles the customer to updates and improvements and new releases. That is taxable. Mm-hmm. Sales tax is applied to the annual enhancement plan. And in most states, that is the case, right? right. However, the new monthly annual, the monthly plan, you're actually, you're formally, uh, officially paying for a cloud subscription license. Yep. Which in our state is not ta- not taxable. Yeah. So more for your dollar. Eight percent or nine percent or whatever your sales tax rate is, um, you know, it may not be the, the reason that you 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 know you move to Business Central from on premise, but that eight or ten percent or whatever your sales tax rate is, that that 
That could be the, the little push yeah, that you need. For some customers, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, when you yeah, combine yeah. that with effectively free interest, free financing yeah. to pay that over 12 months over instead of one big lump sum at the beginning of the year, yeah. you know, that financially might just justify that right. switch for you. Plus, you're getting, like, a, like we said earlier, what, double or triple the amount of users right. for, for one. So yeah. it's definitely worth it. All right. You want to take us into the next segment? Sure. Let's do it. So... We're, um, I'm, I'm <laughs> he, he's not used to <laughs> well, being the switcher. Though. Well, I don't, I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, sacrilegious, I think is the term here. Um, but I kind of, I came up with what I call the 10 commandments of financial setups in Microsoft Dynamics 365 Business Central. Um, and, and so I, I, I apologize. I hope I, I'm not offending anyone. We're just trying to have a little fun here. Yeah. Um, but these are, these are uh, tenants that we, and pra best practices yeah. that we try to implement here. Um, and, right. so, so if it may offend you, um, now's the time to turn the podcast off before we begin the next segment so <laughs> you won't be offended though so we, we we definitely say stick around so back on this heaven sent day with the 10 commandments of uh financial setups in microsoft dynamics 365 business central so the first one is thou shall use totaling accounts thou shalt that is correct <laughs> Do you like the use of the King James uh, font? Font and, I like and, it, yeah. and styling. And, yeah, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, we'll let our listeners uh, see it on the uh, the show notes. Ken really so, did a good so job. So yeah, so what does that mean? Thou, thou shalt use totaling accounts. Well, in the chart of accounts in Business Central, you have the ability to create what we call totaling accounts, and those are kind of like headers and footers within a section. So for example, you could create a totaling account, have a begin total called uh, current assets. Mm -hmm. And then you create all your, all your individual posting accounts within there, like cash, accounts receivable and everything. And then you have an end total called total current assets. And, there, and, and there's functionality to bold those and sum the, up all the accounts between that gap, right? That's, that's in that range. And so wh what we're saying is, you should use those, mm -hmm. right? Some people are hesitant to use those really? because in their old system, they didn't have those. Mm. And they want to use their current chart of accounts. And let's just stick with that. Yeah. Well, if you do, you're not really taking advantage of the full features and, and capabilities of Business right. Central. Don't always be afraid of change. Gotcha. Yeah. Number two, thou shalt use dimensions for segmented financial reporting. This is a big one. I'm surprised you put it at number two. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the order. Yeah, that's a good point. Is is this? Uh, I don't yeah. know if this is a. The ten commandments are in order. Yeah. yeah. No, it's any order. You know, I think I. Well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Use use dimensions for segmenting your financial reporting. So let's say you have different departments within your organization, right? Um, those should be dimensions. Uh, or you have territories or customer classes or product groups. Those are all examples of dimensions. Mm -hmm. um, what we see some people trying to do is incorporate those 
um, segments into the chart of accounts themselves. So for example, um, within like telephone expense is a GL account. But sometimes we'll see people have one GL account that says telephone expense admin. Mm -hmm. Another account, telephone expense sales and marketing. Another one, telephone expense uh, production. Where, yeah. yeah. Um, what, what you're doing there is you're, 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 you're over, you're making your chart of accounts too long and you're not taking advantage of, of the features again and functionality um, where if you want to add a new department in the future, you don't want to have to add 40 new GL accounts, mm -hmm. right? And then customize how your financials are built. Use dimensions for that purpose. Have you seen Business Central customers not use dimensions? Yes. Really? Some t yeah. So on occasion, some point, someone will say, well, this is really our only, quote, dimension. It's like sale breaking down sales by, by product types or something. Gotcha. Um, and, and you could make an argument why that could be fine to stay away from dimensions for that. Um, but I, I, we always say, you know, you want your, your chart, when you design and build your chart of accounts, it should be static. You should not be adding new accounts throughout the year or on an ongoing basis. That chart of accounts should be well thought out once created and then never change. Gotcha. And then you use dimensions when you come up with a new product type, customer class, right. department, kind of segment. Yep. right? And, gotcha. and it's a much better way to do it. All right, number three, <laughs> thou shalt only use dimensions for financial reporting purposes. This is the opposite of the last one. This says, don't overuse dimensions. The, the intent and purpose of dimensions is to provide segmented financial reporting. Mm -hmm. So meaning uh, an, inco an income statement, right? A financial view of your, of your data. You don't want to use dimensions for things like a, um, that could otherwise be, be, be handled by an item category code, right? Is, okay. this a, is, this a, is this a computer supplies? Is this uh, cycling gotcha. gear or furniture, right? To use the, the Business Central right. Cronus database. Yeah. Um, you know, those, um, you know, if you don't need to, to segment your financial data using those, don't use dimensions. Use an item category code or item attributes or an item inventory posting group. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to classify your customers and items and, and other things through other than dimensions. So try to only use dimensions for those things where, you're, where you have a financial GL focus. Okay, that makes sense. Number four, thou shalt use GL account subcategories. Right, so <laughs> this is a relatively new feature in the world of Business Central um, where they created what they call GL account categories and subcategories. The categories are hard-coded, those are fixed. Okay. Those are things like assets, liabilities, equity, sales, cost of goods, and expenses. Right? You can't change those, those are like accounting principles. Okay. Right? Um, however, you can build your own subcategories. So within assets, you may have, you may have one subcategory called cash and equivalents, another subcategory called accounts receivables, another one called fixed assets, and so on. Okay. And a lot of people aren't using those. We're seeing a lot of people, they're, they're not taking the time to build the subcategories and assign the subcategories to their accounts. 
Is it, to say is it because this is just a feature that is specific to Business Central, or do you know if this is? Well, the reason another? it's not used is because it is is I think people don't want to have to go through all their accounts and assign them to one of these codes, right? Because okay. that you have to actually go in and do it. Yeah, right? it takes time. Yeah, like it doesn't miraculously just Pop snap up your for you. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> right. So so there's that. Um, but also maybe they don't understand the benefit. And the benefit is that once you have all of your accounts assigned to these good these subcategories that are well thought out, you actually can go into the account categories page and auto-generate all of your account schedules, yeah. financial statements, using Great. those. Yeah. So it auto-builds an income statement, a balance sheet, uh, cash flows, statement of cash flows, and, and something else, a retained earnings statement, I think. Um, so, you know, you should use those. Yeah, put in a little bit of work to get a lot of benefit in the end. Right. All right, number five, thou shalt honor the direct posting field. Right. So on every GL account record, there's a little checkbox field called direct posting. This flag is, is checked or turned on by default. And what that means is when you create a posting account, it means that a user could go in, if this box is checked, direct posting, they could do a journal entry to this account, they could enter a, a, a purchase uh, invoice and post it directly, like computer supplies, office mm -hmm. expenses, right? However, a lot of fields, a lot of GL accounts, I'm sorry, are used in what we call posting groups. And like accounts receivable, accounts payable, inventory, those accounts are, are, are set up in what we call posting groups. Mm -hmm. You should turn off direct posting for any account that is used in a posting group. Hmm. What that does is that ensures that the only time that account gets hit is when it's used through those posting groups. And it means we can reconcile the system and, and keep it reconciled at all times. Nice, very nice. Number six, going back to posting groups again, thou shalt minimize posting groups. Right. So thou shalt minimize posting groups. Again, this is kind of like thou shalt only use dimensions for financial reporting purposes. We're saying don't overuse them. So someone says, well, hey, we've got this, this thing called customer posting groups. It allows us to break apart our customers into different groups. Mm -hmm. Well, you could use posting groups to classify your customers and say these are enterprise customers, these are government customers, these are small business customers. Right. Um, you could do that. What we're saying is don't overuse those for that purposes because the primary purpose of posting groups is to drive activity to the general ledger. And you don't want to overbuild that to where it's so many records and so complex that people can't look at those posting groups and understand why certain activities hit in certain accounts. You know, gotcha. So try to minimize it to say, well, we've only really got four different product uh, GL accounts, so let's have four posting groups then. Right? Gotcha. Don't, don't use those for, for other purposes. Other things. <clears throat> Number seven. Thou shalt not combine bank accounts into a single GL account. Yep. So what this means, this, this gets into when you set up your bank accounts, um, 
So let's say you have an account at First National Bank. Okay. Um, and then you have an account at Chase Bank. You would want to be able to reconcile both of those accounts in Business Central. Well, in order to use the bank rec functionality cleanly, where, where, you, where it's in sync with your general ledger, you want to have a one-to-one -one relationship. Each bank account links directly to one GL account. One-to-one. -one. You don't want to have it set up where you have multiple bank accounts that point to one GL account. You will have difficulty reconciling that okay. at the end of the month. So for each bank account that you want to be able to reconcile, have a separate GL account for that. One-to-one -one relationship, got it. Yep. Number eight. Thou shalt only use a GL account for a single purpose in posting groups. Right. So, in order to be able to cleanly reconcile the system, you really should only use a GL account for one purpose. Um, here, and, and here, let me give you an example. So, in, in Business Central, we have what's called an inventory account and an inventory interim account. Right? Those are two different field setup fields in your in your inventory posting setup. Okay. We could we just use one GL account as both the inventory account and the inventory interim account? Yes. Okay. You could. And we do have customers that do that. I feel a butt coming. Because we're we're all <laughs> no one's perfect. Right. Right. However, you know, if 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 you if those balances get out of sync it becomes very difficult to troubleshoot why if you have that same account used as both for both purposes. Whereas if you were to have one GL account called inventory and another account called inventory interim and use those separately, we can much more easily reconcile those and find out which one's off and why. Gotcha. Number nine. Thou shalt only have one WIP account or WIP account, whatever you prefer to say. Yep, work in process. Yeah. Right. So if you're a manufacturer um, or, or do an assembly, when you go in to set up your inventory posting groups, um, let's say you have a raw material and a finished good. Those are two different inventory groups that you have. It appears when you're setting that up as if you could assign one WIP account to your raw material items and a separate WIP item against for your finished goods. Okay. Right? It'll, it'll, it would allow you to set up two different WIP accounts. Okay. However, when you're building a production order and processing a production order, it's going it. it, it's, it's to consume, when you consume items, raw material items, it's going to use that WIP account. And when you post output, it's going to use the finished goods mm -hmm. WIP account which gotcha. means they will never clear. Yeah. So effectively, you can really only Have use one. one WIP account that will then clear and reconcile against the general ledger. That makes sense. All right, number 10 looks like a biggie to me. So thou shall not delete the GL accounts. Right. Is this common? It is, unfortunately. Um, people attempt to so over years and years right again then this kind of goes back to um which one um where we we don't want to we want to use dimensions right we yeah. want to have a static chart of accounts 
So the same way I said, you don't want to be adding accounts throughout the year, you also shouldn't ever need to delete an account, mm. right? Um, so, but every once in a while someone goes, I want to delete that account. That's old garbage, it's for legacy account, we're not using it anymore, I don't want to see it. Okay, well that's fine, go ahead and block it. Yeah, right? don't delete it. Block it, keep it in there, and just know that no one's going to be using it anymore. Yeah. Even change the description and say blocked or inactive or not used. Mm -hmm. But keep it in there, and the reason is because if you've been running financial statements and account schedules and reports and you want to be able to compare back to previous periods, if you remove that GL account, there's nothing that's going to pull those entries then into your financial statements. Right. So you so don't do it. Right? Or you run a trial balance report for, for three years ago where there was activity in that GL account. You're gonna you're gonna have problems. So if you had to put a number on it, what would you say? Don't even consider it unless it's been ten years. Right. I would say if 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 you never plan on looking at a financial statement or a report, yeah, that includes activity from that account, then you can then you can delete it. Gotcha. Otherwise, gotcha. you should just block it. And and also uh, there there are some some limitations that prevent you from from deleting accounts. So if you have activity in an account, in an open accounting year, so like in your current accounting mm -hmm. year, it will not let you delete it. But once you've run the close year process and you've rolled retained earnings into the next year. Then you can. Then it would allow you. Now in the newest versions, this is last little tidbit, in the newest versions of, of Business Central, there's a field on the general ledger setup page that actually says, allow deletion of GL accounts before this date. Oh, really? And you, you put a date in there. If you don't have a date in there, it won't let you delete the account because it says you must have a date in this general ledger setup field. Gotcha. But, but once you it's put like a, a safety date, kind of, yeah. You, right, right. Makes so, sense. So they put that in there, but you could just go in there and say, well. You change the date? You know, January of 2021. Right. And now it would let you go delete those Everything. accounts. But we're saying, don't do that. That's just going to cause you problems. You can also renumber that GL account to put an, an X in front of it or a Z or something, which would drop that. it down to the bottom. Gotcha. To remove it. Or, but we say just block it. Yeah. And then you can always run reports and filters. They only, only include active accounts in this, in this uh, yeah. you know, report. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense if you can block it or drop it down or whatever. So it doesn't yeah, there, There's a lot of options for that. So these are our, which we, we, we nicely fit into the, the Ten Commandments of Financial Setups. Listen, from, from God's mouth to Ken's hand, he, he drew these down here. And <laughs> it's, it's, it looks really good. I mean, it's old scripture right here. I mean, it's, it's good. We're going to post a picture of this in the show notes. It looks good. <laughs> yeah, so. no, I, I'm not going to... Uh, I won't let you. I won't. I won't. The Moses of, of Business Central. <laughs> right please. there, you go. No. You, you don't want that nickname, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think there may actually already be a Moses of Business Central. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, so there you have it: the Ten Commandments of uh, Financial Setups in Microsoft Dynamics 365 Business Central. Next up, we've got our year in review. So oh, looking forward to this. Yeah, good times. See everybody then. Back for the year in review segment, and uh, 
it's been a crazy year, to say the least, with the coronavirus pandemic and whatnot. But even so, our statistics have been have been pretty good for the Shot at Business Central and Beer podcast. Uh, we have listeners in 58 different countries, which which kind of shocked me. There's 58 countries? Yeah, 59 total now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're almost in every country now. Wow. Um, and on Spotify in particular, hours listened are up 158%. Followers are up 117%. We grew by 400% in Sweden, 250% in Germany, and 162% in the United States. A lot of people might say that it's not a big deal. You know, more people are home listening to podcasts, hours listened up 158%. But our listens actually coincide <laughs> with the way the economy basically goes. So in April, May, our listens were down mm. as more people were not working. So for us to actually grow that much for this year, I'd say it's a pretty, pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, that, that's really exciting. And I, you know, I think when we set out, you know, to do this podcast, you know, we try to make it, you know, if, if we know people are busy and you have a lot of time and a lot of different things that you need to be doing. And I think our hope is that, you know, once a month you can tune in and, and get kind of caught up to date on what's happened with Business Central, what's new, uh, what's going on, what do I need to be aware of, and, right. and maybe have a little fun. So. It's glad to see the numbers are are trending upwards, and I think yeah. I think Business Central in general, I mean, it is as a whole is trending upward. Yeah, uh, and it's been a great year, I think. Right, and you know we're, we're trying to help the you know you the listener by going out and doing kind of the legwork for you by finding all the information, the news, or whatever, and kind of consolidating it into one podcast to save you a little bit of time. So, do you think that the numbers are up, Ken, because of? our great business central reporting or because of our beer choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say our, because of our business central reporting, I guess, if I have to pick one of those two, um, our beer, you know, I feel like, yeah, we're, um, after reading through, through all these beer reviews that we read through, it, it really is humbling to see like how little we know about beer. Yes. You know, es- especially myself. Although I have to say, over the past year or two, my taste palette for beer has definitely expanded, and I enjoy it a lot more. I, uh, I truth be told, I only drink beer really once a month during the podcast, there you go. so not not too much. Yeah. But over the past year, did you have a favorite beer? Maybe anything stand out to you, or yes, one or yeah. two maybe. So I was looking through the list of all the different beers we've had this year, um, and it's a huge variety. I mean, like, you know, if you were to line them all up next to each other and, and, and you know, drink them all, I mean, we, we, we really did. If you were looking for, like, a wide a sampling of a wide variety, yeah. uh, we definitely hit that. Um, looking, at the, looking at the list, um, you know, I, I think in terms of my favorite, if I have to pick one here, I think I would go with the, our, what we drank in July – which is the Short Fuse B33. It's pretty good. So Definitely a good beer. Um, it, was, it was strong. I think yes. that was like the word I used to describe yeah. that, right? It was strong flavor, strong alcohol, yeah. strong, right? How about yourself? So for me, we're going to take away the uh, obvious Corona that I had during the oh, quarantine yeah, episode. Because yeah. I tend to love Corona. But... Um, 
<clears throat> two actually. So the O'Fallon Weech, I really liked. Kind of shocked me a little bit. And then one that I don't have on this list that we had last month was a coffee-infused beer. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but I really liked that one. I thought that was a great pickle. Fuel Cafe. Fuel Cafe, yes. Yeah. But uh, so those are my two. thought they were really good. Uh, kind, of, kind of a big contrast. O'Fallon Weech was a lighter beer to me. Um, you know, I had the peach flavoring and whatnot. Yeah. The beer from last month, the... the uh, what was your least cafe. favorite beer that we drank this year? Um, I think we started off the year pretty bad with the Trader Joe's Provincial Golden Ale. Yeah. That <laughs> was pretty bad. Uh, you know, at least it wasn't a sign of things to come. I think my, my favorite, you know, after we, um, after we did that, you know, I, I often have, you know, every once in a while people come up to me and go, oh, yeah, how's your podcast? You know, what, what, yeah. what beer did you have? And I'll say, oh, we drank a, a Trader Joe's uh, Golden Ale. What, what what do you you know what what their comment back was? Oh really? I didn't know Trader Joe's right. makes beer. Yeah, neither did we. So neither did we. <laughs> and I, I don't think they do. Yeah, they yeah they're just putting it out there real for somebody to buy it. It's nothing. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that great. Actually, disappointing because I like a lot of the stuff that Trader Joe's does, but their beer, not a uh, not good. Was yeah. that was that your least favorite too? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> although, although my, a close second um, for me would be the the uh, we did a distill. Um, although it's not distill's fault, uh, they made a we had a sour yeah. beer. Yeah. And the sour. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could I can go for one of those maybe, on a, mm. and if I'm in a certain mood. Right. But I've had a but, few sours recently, yeah. and. Um, but you know what you're getting. Right, Correct. you know what you're getting. Right, when the Trader Joe's, no idea. It's completely opposite of what I thought it would be. Yeah. The sour one, I understand. It's it's sour, and that's kind of its thing. Yeah. But so, <clears throat> looking back on segments, uh, if I had to pick one of our more favorite segments, I'm gonna have to go with the Microsoft Teams integration, just because I think it's gonna be a huge feature for Business Central going forward. Uh, I've become a pretty big fan of Microsoft Teams this year. Mm -hmm. I really like it. So that's yep. probably one of my favorite segments. Yeah. What about you? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, just to kind of rattle through some of the lists, what we talked about this year, I mean, we, we, we hit an email logging feature, dimensions, remote capabilities of Business Central, personalizing Business Central, uh, inventory adjust costs, what it is and why you need it, late, per, late payment predictions. Yep attachments and links and what's the differences and then building custom reports. Um, I, I personally, I, I like um, to me building custom reports. Yeah. And the reason is because, you know, everyone sets up an ERP system where you're running dynamics, you have business central. The purpose is to, to be able to use the data. Mm -hmm. Analyze the data, understand the data, yeah. and everyone always—I mean, reporting and data analytics trends, for sure. are, are huge. So, you know, making sure that people understand what tools are there to build custom reports, I think, is so important. Because if you just—if you think you're just going to implement Dynamics or any ER, any any system, right, and you're just going to survive on what reports are out of the box. Not going to happen? Not going to happen, no. Yeah. Every business is unique and has different requirements and, and different you know mm -hmm. processes. So you have to know any system 
you have to have a good reporting tool to build your own reports and da data analytics. Um, so for me, that's why I pick that. So it's uh, very important. Definitely a good one. I think we should do a special little shout out to the August one, which was the interview with implementa implementation specialist, Mark Hike. Oh, what a guy. It was guy. a good time. Yeah, what a guy. Brought the beer and everything. Yep, just, uh, just the one fault of being a Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. <laughs> I don't know. I look in the mirror, I'm pretty happy every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on into apps. Anything stand out to you uh, from uh, the list of apps? If I had to pick one, I would probably say the Clever Global Search at first was pretty good when we tried it out. I think, though, there's a lot of apps, looking back, that didn't work too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, so I like um, I, I liked uh, five steps to take before purchasing an app, mm. right? Because to your point, you don't just want to go out there and buy any app because you don't know if it's right. if it works, if it's going to meet your needs. Yeah. Um, you know, the company's so you, credible. How how can you go about doing research? That was back in January, at the end of January or February. Um, we, we did that one. So I, I like that because I thought it was, um, you know, a lot of, most of the times we're focusing on a specific app, mm -hmm. talking about a specific feature or functionality. But that one was, I think, universal, right? It's like, yeah. hey, if you're looking for an app, these are some of the things you should be thinking about. Right. So, yeah, 2020 was a good year. Uh, we had a bunch of questions from some listeners, things like that. Um, I would say all in all, it was a different year, but definitely on the up and up. Yeah. And so going into 2021, I know that we're looking to make a couple changes just to kind of enhance the, the podcast or whatnot. And, uh, yeah, the podcast is not perfect. Is no, it? of course not. Right? So even if it was, we'd still strive for continuous yeah. improvement. So yeah, so we kind of got together and we were we, we kind of set some goals and objectives for 2021. So so what can we look forward to in the next in the next 12 months? So I think we kind of put it into kind of like four categories. The first thing I think um, I'm most excited about is the new bonus podcasts. Yes. So what are the new bonus podcasts? So the bonus podcasts will be something where you know. So right now we're doing one month one podcast per month, but sometimes information comes out. <laughs> in the middle of the month, right? So why should we wait to put it in the podcast at the end of the month? We're still gonna include it in the, in the, in the major podcast during the, at the end of the month, but we're also gonna do maybe a 10 minute live quick podcast in the middle of the month to bring you the information and the new news as quickly as possible. So I think that's gonna be pretty good. And more podcasts, more fun. More podcasts, yeah. We're even gonna try to do a couple live ones. So if we screw up, you'll hear it. Hey. <laughs> What else we got on that list? Um, the second thing we're going to do is, um, you know, we, we always want we always try to incorporate guests and yes. bring bring more people into the fold uh, and get get their perspective and their knowledge and experience. Um, and and that to that we're going to try to continue to do that and 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 different sources also. So we're gonna we're looking to bring on um, you know someone from Microsoft to join us in mm -hmm. the first quarter. Hopefully, uh, we also want to bring in additional users and and some consultants that can talk about their hands-on experience in using and implementing business central right so yeah that, that'll be really good um looking forward to hearing different opinions different voices it's always good to bring different people on 
you know, we're, we're kind of biased with, with certain things, you know what I mean? I mean, we, I don't know about you, but I, we love Business Central, but it's always good to hear somebody who, you know, might not like it as much as we do and what they don't like about it. That way we can talk about it, figure out workarounds and, 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 and things like that, so. Maybe we'll, yeah, we'll debate some, uh, do some debates. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, kind of a, maybe a, not as significant, but, um, you know, when we get, when we review apps, so we're going to still continue to look at apps that are out there, try to focus on the newer apps that are coming out. And, and we're going to come up with a, a more formal structure right. for how we evaluate and how we review the apps so that we can make sure that we have kind of a standardized um, checklist, if you will, yeah. for, for how we evaluate. Those. Right. Definitely, once again, makes it easier for you, the listener. You'll know exactly what you're, what you're getting when you listen to the app segment. Um, you know, probably off the top of my head, things like, uh, you know, when was the app, in, I don't know, created, when, when did it start, what, it, what is it for? Just a basic uh, series of checklist questions right. that we want, you know, done from. Make, make sure that we, we consistently hit on the, 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 the facts and information people are looking for. Right. And that's going to go for both, for the interview of people from the apps, and even if we're not interviewing somebody, when we're reviewing the app, it's going to be the same thing. Yep. So. Yep. Nice. And then, and then, the, then the last thing is, is um, the biggest thing, or the smallest thing, depending on your perspective, <laughs> is the, the beers that we drink. Oh, yeah. So our plan is to, uh, over the course of the podcast since we started, we, uh, Michael and I go out and we, we select the beers. Mm-hmm. And it's possible that our natural uh, subconscious biases play into the beers that we select. So we're going to change it up in 2021. We're going to be uh, having a, a beer club yeah. type group uh, send us beers each month. Right. And we're going to drink what we get. Yep. Going to be completely honest. If we like it, we do. If we don't, we don't. Um, and I also think in, in 2021, we kind of discussed it too, we're going to probably shy away a little bit from talking so much about the brewery and the background of the actual uh, brewery of the beer. We're going to focus more on the actual beer, the tasting of it, and, and the alcohol content and, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to drinking different beers from around the country. Yep. So we've got, so we've got more podcasts, more guests. More unique beers from all over the all yeah. over the U.S. Instead of we're kind of limited to our, you know, the craft beers that we can get here in our local mm-hmm. area, so we're kind of limited there. The, now we're going to get a wide sampling from from all regions. Right. Uh, that we can drink. If we don't sound like typical Americans, more, more, more. <laughs> I don't know who does. <laughs> so there you go. All right. That's it. That's our last podcast of the year. Say Happy New Year to everybody else. Happy New Year to you, Michael. Happy New Year to you, Michael. Happy New Year to you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Yep.